1: Hello everybody and welcome back to the TF1 show. Today, I'm very, very excited to welcome the queen of feeder series back to the channel, Kira Megan. Kira, welcome back.
2: Thank you for having me. It's been a while. It feels like it's been ages, but I'm finally here again to waffle some more about feeder.
1: Yes, because that's what we want. And honestly, I mean, I think it's appropriate that it's been a while because we wait so long in between race weekends now for feeder series. It's just been.
2: (laughs) We're doing the same thing here. (laughs)
1: It's really, really difficult. So, I mean, we're just trying to keep up with the times, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. We
1: want to fit in. 100%. So, I guess the reason I've got Kira back on the channel is quite self-explanatory. We are here to do a bit of a recap, to touch base on what's been going on with F2 and F3 in this respective seasons so far. Maybe chat all of the main narrative, some of the intrigue that we've seen come through come through the, the both of the series and uh, yeah that's that's what we're here for maybe before we get into the into the content itself everybody please go and subscribe to Kira's channel she is the leading authority on anything theater series and one of the leading authorities on anything Formula One you can just go and watch any video that you click on is going to be a banger so please go and support Kira's channel and then I guess I'll ask for myself as well if you like this video hit that like button hit that subscribe button and Please, you know, leave us a comment or two with your thoughts and tell us if you agree or disagree with us. Yes, I don't know where Kira's pointing, I but...
0: try, I <laughs> Kira is pointing, but Kira is trying her, her best.
1: Box. She's trying her best, like Larim Zendy and Yes, there we go. All right.
2: Already.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Kira, let's talk, let's talk for Vida series in 2021 and let's start with. One of the bigger changes that we've had over over the season compared to last season and that is the race weekend format where of course we now have a three race race weekend where we do qualifying on the Friday and then we have two races on the Saturday where the grid is reversed twice and then we um, have the feature race on the Sunday where we finally have our grid that was set with qualifying and that's obviously the maximum points but can be scored. So, Kira, what are your thoughts now that we've had a couple of these weekends? How how are you enjoying the the new format?
2: So, when I first saw it, I was like. I don't like the fact that we're splitting F2 and F3 because I just love the the feeling of getting up watching F3, then you've got F2 on, then you've got F1 on. However, I was optimistic and I wanted to see how it goes because I like, you know, it, it was quite confusing, but I think most of us quite simply got it quite quickly. I mean, some of the commentators still don't have it, but I've definitely felt like <laughs> I've, you know, understood it. Um, and I was enjoying it the first couple of weekends. I was like, this is going really well. I like this three race format. I don't mind the fact that we are reversing and we're going from Friday to Sunday, whatever. Until I started to realize, okay, so it probably started, I don't know, F3, I think it was, their second round. And still I sat there and I thought, I can't remember anything about the first round. And then I realized, oh my God, the gaps we have in between these series now is ridiculous. Like I like the fact I've I've now come to my realizations and I like the fact that we can split them. In the weekends because I feel like it does give especially f3 an opportunity to be loved as much as f2 does because it's basically in place of it but when we're leaving literally like two month gaps between one race to the other I can't remember anything and it and I've realized that it's actually affecting how I feel about the feeder series this year because I'm just not as connected because I genuinely can't remember much about it like I'm even going into this I'm like I can't remember anything about f2 because it's been such a long time and that's the only downer for me I get the whisper it in the weekends. I like it. But if it's going to affect us this much that we're literally having two month breaks each time, I don't want it.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like you just feel so disconnected from the series, but like F2 has now been gone for, I don't know how long. And like, we want to be emotionally invested. We want to sort of mm. go along the journey, go with the narratives. Like, and we just, every time something, we have these really exciting weekends and then it gets cut off. And the like reason I forget all about it. And it's very frustrating. And I think the second thing for me is I'm sorry, I think the format is just cray cray. I, I just don't get it, the weekend format. I don't yeah. get the grid flipping to me is too much. Like, I get, I understand why they say it's entertaining, and it is entertaining to, in, to a degree. But, like, I feel like the best drivers aren't getting the opportunity to show how good they are, if that makes sense, because. If you qualify while well, you're deep within the deep within the pack for both of the Saturday races more often than not. And then by the time we get to Sunday, we've already forgotten about qualifying. And honestly, I've in my head, if you are consistently getting like P5s and P sixes across all three races, that's actually better for you than like finishing P11 or P12 on the Saturday and then getting a P1 on the Sunday which to me is an issue, because I think it then takes, I don't know, it just feels like, in F3, I think maybe it there's an issue, but in F2, definitely, I think it's shaken up the order a bit of, of the drivers, and yeah, I just don't, it's a bit, I just don't like it. I prefer feature race, where we sort of see, okay, this is the important one, and then sprint race, where yeah. it was the fun one, where now it's difficult for me to sort of figure out which is the race that really matters, yeah if that makes sense. Yeah, so. I don't know. I'm not 100% sold yet, to be very honest. But you, who knows? Maybe, maybe I can be convinced otherwise as the season goes. How many, how many races are there in the season? Are there nine or nine weekends?
2: Something like that, eight, nine, type thing. I think F3 have nine. one, one less, I believe. I want to say they've got uh, one less, but I don't know. But yeah, it, not, not enough if okay. you think that you're going to spread them out out of 23 races from the Formula One. It's not the case.
1: Yeah, and I guess the last, the last point on this would probably just be. If you have one bad weekend, like, if you have, like, a reliability issue in qualifying, where you're at the back of the grid, it is disaster. Like, it's really, really bad. Because it's three races that you're effectively going to start from nowhere, except if you're maybe in a really if your car's much quicker, then you can make some overtaking. But or do some overtakes. But I don't know. I just think it's it also really places a big emphasis on reliability. And we know with F2 especially, like reliability is just a mess. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything about it. So anyways, let's, let's stop talking about, let's stop whining about race weekends. Let's, let's talk about F2 first, Kira. F2 has been interesting so far. Yeah. As you say, it's difficult for us actually now at this point to remember at the time of recording to remember what's going on. I know. But let's maybe talk about our championship contenders. So right at the top We have Guanyu Zhou, the Renault Junior, in his third race in in Formula, third race, third championship in Formula Two. Um, And second place, we have Oscar Piastri, another Renault Junior or Alpine Junior. In third place, we have Robert Schwartzman. And fourth, we have Yuri Vips, who had an amazing weekend in, in, in Azerbaijan. And then fifth, we have Dan Tichter. So maybe Kira, between the five of them, who has actually impressed you the most? You know, not considering obviously that Guan Yu Zhou is leading the championship?
2: I'm not here to sound like a fango. However, Oscar <laughs> Fiastri has really impressed me because it's not that easy to just step. I know he stepped up into the Premier, but it's not actually that easy to just step up. And it takes a good driver to be able to step up and immediately put your foot down. And I think he's absolutely done that. And as much as Guan Yu Zhou is leading this championship, no disrespect to him. We all love Guan Yu Zhou. I just... Look at and I think, but if I was to think of somebody so far that has dominated this season and would be ahead, I wouldn't have expected it to be Joe. But again, it's what you've done within getting the points where you needed to have and doing all the bits that other people maybe haven't or if they've had issues or whatever, as we said. It's been so long. Can't remember the ins and outs of it. Um, but, yeah, probably Oscar Piastri. I think he's done really well. I'm glad that Dan's doing well this year. He's finding his rhythm. Obviously, Uri Vips as well. We're so glad he's doing okay. And Robert Schwartzman's picked it up as well, which is good. So it's going to be interesting to see whether Rob can pick it up even more, whether he dips down again, whether Joe can keep himself up, whether anybody else has come up. Because I think we saw the last couple of races, especially in Monaco, Teo Chair was now bringing himself up, how well he's going to do, how high he's going to get. You know, in Monaco, I was sitting there thinking, we're going to have another F3 battle where we've got Oscar. and and Teo battling this out for this championship, like it was like deja vu. So probably at the moment, I'm really happy granny Joe's doing well, and he's doing better than what I thought he was going to do. So excellent. But for me, Oscar, to just step up and instantly be beating his teammate Rob, it's really good.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, actually. I think the rookies overall have been doing very, oh, very well. I mean, Oscar, Liam Lawson, Teo Poche, all of them have actually really stepped up Compared to, I feel last year's rookies struggled comparatively. Mm. I thought, yeah. um, so I think, yeah, I, I agree with Oscar one hundred percent. And um, what I do also find interesting is that obviously the um, Guanajuato he he started very well. He had two really really good weekends in in Bahrain and in Monaco, but I just have this feeling that I think he's now going to start slipping back as the as the <laughs> season progresses. I don't know. I just feel like, at the end of the day, he doesn't have that ultimate, like, killer instinct or ultimate pace. It's just the feel like, I feel like how last year went for him, like, him and Callum were was sort of on equal footing in, in the, you know, you and I virtuosity team, and Callum just really outperformed him. Mm-hmm. So I feel, I feel Philippe like has actually underperformed so far. Like, I don't think he's really come to his right sets compared to, compared to Guan Yu. So it's going to be interesting i think oscar is probably the one to watch oscar and robert in the two in the two premise in my mind when you look at the championship contenders so maybe leading into that kira which driver and it doesn't have to be when we've really spoken about oscar but which driver or drivers have impressed you the most so far this season
2: i would again i sound like i'm just saying my favorites i would probably say liam lawson because i know he was He was okay in F3, and obviously he deserved the step up. However, I I really rate Liam, and I like Liam. However, I would never have said Liam is one of the best of the best. He's always been quite a middle driver, I would say. He's done what he needs to do, but I didn't expect him to actually go into this season and do quite as well as he did. I feel like he's picking himself up really nicely. He's driving very strong, and it's not something that I expected in a way um jayhan has picked himself up as well which i was really glad about we know he had that engine issue that was very secret that we were trying to get the you know the little thing about um i can't even think i don't think anyone else it's sato's not done anything good viscal's not really done anything good lorin's not done anything good yeah i'm just trying to think if people haven't done that well actually um but no i think probably liam lawson he has Shown a side of him I didn't know he had, and it looks very strong. And I'm excited to see where it goes.
1: I agree one hundred percent. I think Liam Lawson. I agree. I, I was like, oh yeah, okay, Liam. You yeah, know, that, that's exciting that. for you. Yeah, you, you could. It's gonna. You have to. You must enjoy yourself. But I, I thought eh, it's gonna be difficult for him. And he's like one. Didn't you win the first race? I think. Yes. I, I think it you know, won yeah. like the first the first of the first races is where you won. And then you had the almost win in Monaco that yeah. got taken away. So that was really impressive. But you know who I want to talk about that's really impressed me this season? Yeah. Ralph Bosham. Can we oh just my give God, some yeah. drops to Ralph Bosham coming out of nowhere and just being a point scoring machine? Like he's I think scored in all of the Monaco races. He scored in all of the Baku races. What a king in a campos.
2: I know. I was so impressed by
1: him. Do
2: you know what? Because Ralph has been in and out, hasn't he? Like, he's been in and out for the longest time. You think, oh, Ralph's back again. Like, he'll run like P17. He's never quite last, but he's always in that bottom, like, five area. You think, oh, Ralph's back again. Props to him because he's absolutely fighting his hardest to get this sponsorship. But the amount of times this man has been running P4, I remember. I don't remember where. I know one was definitely in Monaco. There's been certain other times where he's been running P4. And I remember tweeting, come on, Ralph, let's get a podium. I'm really rooting for him this year. If he gets a podium,
1: imagine the scenes. Ralph Boshing in the campus jack ate jack Aitken could never
2: <laughs> honestly i just honestly it it kind of no i'm not even gonna, no i was going to say he looks better because obviously jean luc petkov did have loads of issues and then just fell off, which is awful. We don't, we, could, we don't, contain don't this
0: horrible.
2: we don't, we don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, Ralph was, out, I, dev, I, I, mean, you think the Campos is going to be the back as it normally is. It's going to be a struggled car. And obviously that's all kind of Ralph could afford in a way to, you know, pick himself back up into F2. But, oh my God, I'm so impressed with him. Oh my God. You've reminded me of him now you've said that. I'm so impressed.
1: Yeah, I know. He, he did an amazing job. And Kira, let's maybe talk about the opposite of the scale, which drivers have not impressed you so far.
2: Oh, I feel like I need to get the championship up to have a little look. I think, no, I didn't expect, no, I didn't expect Sato to do well because he's not done well for the last couple of years. But people keep saying, when you look back to Sato's career in Japan, he was a really fast driver. So I I had this kind of optimism in me that maybe Marino Sato was going to come in and do a little bit better this year, but he hasn't. So he's not done that great. I'm trying to think of someone. You say someone and then I'll probably remember. I might have to get the championship up to Well, I mean there's no, the obvious,
1: me. right? King Deleda. Oh, there's de Im- yeah. He has not impressed me so far, I'll, I'll I'll say. I mean, he hustled his way into Monaco, into the Monaco races. I don't know how. You how know, do he, do he was outside of the 100 seven percent rule there. So and I think the FIA ended up saying no, but because he was within the 107% at other racetracks. He's allowed. I was, allowed. Ridiculous. I no, was like, ridiculous. that makes no sense. That mean, Like, he hasn't mastered Monaco. Like, it's very important that you actually can drive the specific track that you're on. So mm. saying It's like saying, oh, I drove I drove the Oval within 170 cents
2: So, come so on to you can him. drive Monaco.
1: No, I was very annoyed by that. So Alessio Delano has just been grateful, honestly. Yeah. Like, I'm not impressed by him. And I mean, uh, the two you
2: could probably say, which they tend to be the ones that have had the most bad luck, are Marcus Armstrong and Christian Lundgaard. They seem to have... Oh,
1: Lundgaard. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. Do you
2: know what? I feel like it's happened. He's He has now got that second ART curse, yeah. hasn't he? He, he has. Had.
1: And it's just, you know you, how we all talk about it. And I, I, I thought to myself at the beginning of the season, because Lundgaard, he did relatively well, I think, in the, fir- in the first weekend. Yeah, I think so. Like, the first race or so, he he was doing okay, And then I thought, oh, you know what? Actually, maybe he's going to prove us wrong. And then it's just been a disaster since. Mm. Like, it's been so bad. And granted, I have to say, come come to Lingard and Armstrong's defense, it has been dreadful, like their luck. It's been awful. I think they haven't really made mistakes. We look at them, and you're like, no. They they messed up. Maybe in qualifying, I think they they have struggled maybe in qualifying a bit. However, like in Baku, both of them were relatively up there. So it's just crashed. been dreadful. And then they crashes all around. It's just been dreadful for them. But it is what it is, right? Like mm. you you hope for the for their sake that their luck turns around. Um, yeah. maybe it evens out. It evens out over over the year. But as we said right at the beginning, like you can't have trouble now, reliability to trouble every weekend because it is just so expensive when it comes to points. Absolutely. So, yeah, I agree. Lundgaard and Armstrong are probably two that's that's really been on the struggle bus so far in Formula 2. So, Kira, we have had three F2 races. What has been your favourite race so far? Your <laughs> favourite race weekend?
2: Oh my god! Now you're just making me try to even remember. I remember Baku having crashes. I can't can't remember Bahrain. Can't remember it. That's how that's how much I can't remember. And I remember Monaco having a little bit of heartache for me with that Liam Lawson win that got taken away. But honestly, I think Monaco was quite good. Um, Baku was not as chaotic. Well, it was chaotic, wasn't it? I don't know. I mean, I always love Baku, but I think Monaco was pleasantly surprising, and I really liked enjoying it. I can't remember Bahrain. Can't tell you about that one. Sorry, no idea.
1: I, <laughs> I, like Baku. I thought at least Baku, there was a lot going on. I think yeah. qualifying at Baku was super interesting, like to see, I mean, the two high techs stealing pole position, one and two, Yuri Vips like dominating the weekend, basically, um, Dan Ticktum fighting his way through the grid after having, you know, accidents. Yeah.
2: You're, you're bringing so, it back to me now you're saying it, I'm like, oh, now I remember.
1: That was a good weekend. Oscar and Liam getting penalties in the feature race for all, all their shenanigans. Mm. It was a good race. I thought that was a very, very good race yeah. and a good weekend. I'm going to say Baku. If I had to
2: choose. I'll say Baku as well then because now you reminded me of it. <laughs> I'm saying
1: Baku. <laughs> okay, cool. So, Kira, before we move on to F3, the last thing I want to talk about in Formula 2 is what is your controversial prediction for the rest of the season?
2: Ooh, controversial. I I don't know what's controversial. I really want to just... Say, well, the, the controversial thing that I have said is that I think Oscar Piastri is going to win this championship, and I said it before we even started racing, and people are saying, you're yeah. stupid. I still feel like he's going to absolutely dominate, and I think he's just going to get better and better. Again, I've said I don't know how much I want him to because he's meant to be on a program for two years in F2, so he can't just boss it too much. Um, I don't know if that's controversial or not. I mean, maybe something controversial like someone is going to get dropped but again i don't know who who's got enough money in the bank to keep themselves i don't know so is oscar pastry is that is that controversial i don't know
1: it's fine we can we can we let's call it controversial some people I mean, think it
2: is which is, i don't know it's p2
1: two in the championship but let's say it's controversial
2: sorry <laughs> i'm so glad <laughs> it's now
1: well mine isn't that much more controversial Or well, my prediction is i think Vips is now going to run away with the championship
2: oh <gasps> oh yeah i'll be down for that yeah
1: I think like after his performance in Baku and like in, in, oh, in Monaco there was already like a suggestion like he was becoming really really quick like and consistent. I think Yuri also scored points throughout throughout the season and or throughout the races and now he had this amazing weekend winning two races in, in Baku. I think he's now unlocked something and I think he's gonna, he's gonna run away with it.
0: A woo a hand clapper, a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW
1: for void were prohibited by loss. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
2: Oh, well, I, I, I'm down for that one as well.
1: Same. I think it's going to be awesome. All right. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. When Yuri wins the championship, I want you all back on this channel (laughs) looking at us going like, Yuri, we called it, right? Call it it in in, in July. Okay. Cool. All right. That's F2. I think very excited. I think there are still a couple of races left for F2, like five weekends, I think. So much that can still happen. And we have Silverstone coming up. So that's going to be amazing. Um, Kira, you're not going, aren't you? Or are you?
2: Don't remind me. I'm not going. Uh, I mean
1: yeah, I'm not gonna say anything, but I think it's gonna be an amazing weekend. So if you guys are lucky enough to go to Silverstone, just say hi to the F two drivers for us, please. Just we it. You watch these two people here. you watch these two people on YouTube or listen to us as, as a podcast and we just say and we saying hi. That's what it <laughs> yeah. was.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, cool. Thanks. All right, F three. Kira. Why do not want to talk about F3? OK, championship contenders. So at the front, we have Dennis Hauger, who's just dominated the, the, the season so far. In second place, we have Frederick Bestie, Frederick Impresti, our favorite, uh, driving for ART. In third place, we have uh, Jack Doohan. Fourth place, Oli Caldwell in his Prima. And in fifth place, we have Victor Martin. So other than Dennis Hauger basically just blowing everybody away um What have you thought of the championship so far?
2: I have absolutely loved it. I can't even lie to you. Last year, I preferred F three to F two, and then at the start of this year, I thought maybe I'll prefer F two this year. And I'm absolutely loving F three. Like I genuinely think it's been really good. I never expected Dennis Halger to do this. I don't think anybody did, and he's just came up the blocks and he's like, "Hello, can you beat me? No, it is I'm me loving Dennis. it. It's me, Dennis Halger, or your yeah. backs. I'm loving it. Yeah. I think it's amazing."
1: I'm so impressed by him. Like I heard, I, I've never like watched him closely before the season. Like I knew about him. I knew he existed because I think he- <laughs> well,
2: I hope you did. He was in the track last year.
1: <laughs> I think he performed, he drove with Arthur and Theo in French Formula Four or German German Formula Four, sorry. Oh, and I gosh. think he came second and Arthur came third and Theo won. So he was always there and thereabouts um yeah. within like the junior categories but then last year he had a bit of a struggle in f3 so it just wasn't great so i was super curious to see how he's going to get or how i going to get on with um with prema who's obviously the the seat you want to be in in f3 um and he has absolutely blown everybody including his teammates away
2: oh my god he's been so good hasn't he i think when i first looked at this championship before we went into it i I honestly thought Archer, I know Archer's had really bad luck, but I thought Archer was going to just blow out the water and Dennis was kind of going to be there and then Ollie was going to be further back, which I think hasn't happened, but I think Ollie's still kind of, Ollie's there, but then he's kind of not there at the same time. And obviously yeah. Archer's had bad luck at the same time. He's also punterinoed a few people. So Dennis, I can't, I just, I just didn't expect it. That's all I've got to say. I just genuinely didn't expect it.
1: And what do we think about Fred Vestie who... He had a bit of a slow start, but his Austria was really, really good. Like he was right on it. You can see he's one of the top qualifiers. He had pole in France and he got P two in Austria, really close to getting pole again in Austria. Actually, he's very, very close behind Dennis. So he's, I think he's having a good season considering he's not in a Prima. I would say.
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think. With an ART, you never know whether it's going to do well or not. And obviously, he was with the Premier last year, so he knows the expectation. He knows how it's going to drive. So, moving over to ART, especially with f well, you've always got that one car in F2 that's not going to do well, but in F3, you never know whether they're going to just be good or bad. And the last couple of years, they haven't been great. However, Fred is getting the utmost out of that car, along with Alex Smolly, I think he's doing really well as well. And obviously, JM is there or thereabouts. He's building himself up nicely. So, I think the ARTs, all in all, are running really nicely this year. Yeah. But Fred, yeah, Fred was slow, as you said, at the start of the season, and then he kind of built himself back up and then france back end and then austria oh my god we saw the friend we wanted to see yes he was amazing we were all so happy for our little best
1: i was That's so it. pleased all i'm saying is premier should just kept him i to this day i don't understand why premier just didn't keep him for a second year because i think he would have yeah. he would unless have it was mercedes like,
2: that moved him you never know
1: yeah, I guess. Mercedes wouldn't want him. Well, is so closely affiliated to Ferrari, I guess. Mercedes yeah. would probably like, nah.
2: No. That's uh, a good point,
1: actually. I haven't thought about it like that. Kira, well, think, about some,
2: uh, think about some Mercedes Juniors. They do like to go in an ALT. You don't really see that's them in a Fremer. That's what true.
1: That's true. George on? has been living his ALT life ever since I can remember. I know. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. It's all about. making sense now. Akon, I think, also drove for ALT. I think about it. Didn't I- he?
2: I think so. I yeah, no. I think so. Anyways,
1: no. Anyways okay. Fred Vesti, we love you. You're doing an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Kira, out of all of the F3 drivers, you've spoken about Hargo. We've spoken about Vesti. Which yeah. other drivers have impressed you?
2: So. I am on a massive Trident hype train this year. I knew they were going to be very strong this year because they were showing peaks and troughs of it last year and they were up there last year. And I was hyping them up. And I still am. I think they've done amazing. I think Jack Doonis came in and done exactly what he needed to do. Last year, he was in a very slow car, having a lot of issues. And I knew that wasn't the Jack that should have came to play on this field now he's came to play jack doing is doing such an amazing job and i think that he is going to be right up there as he is now another person we really need to make sure we do not forget about is clement novelac because i no. knew you know he was dragging that carlin last year to places it never should have been ever okay when you saw enam and cameron Das, they were just not it however this year sorry sorry Enam. sorry sorry cameron um so
1: imagine yeah. not being it like sorry
2: you're, not, you're just not it uh, the Carlin just wasn't it and the Carlin's not it again this year but I'm so glad he's made that step up to Trident I think once Clem doesn't get that bad luck Austria oh my god does anyone want to just stop touching him like genuinely this poor guy has just how been unlucky
1: was he with that Arthur accident like, oh he was my literally god. minding his own business and he just got a Prima torpedo it was- imagine side. if the
2: camera actually caught it oh my god
1: Luckily, no. was it
2: Victor that had gone off, or someone had gone yeah. off? So, you know, um, but Victor talking about Victor Martans done really well. Obviously, the MP last year was further back, and it is further back in F2, so he has dragged that up so well. Kai Klett is there or thereabouts. Who is there? Obviously, make team of van der Helm, or who, I, I, yeah,
1: who he's also not
2: here. He's not it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Victor Martans, oh my gosh brilliant, really, really impressed. So so many people impressed me this year. Genuinely, I think it's mainly the Premers and the Tridents. And then obviously Victor Martin's entire collect sometimes.
1: Yeah. People are driving like Victor Martin's weekend in France was oh my God. seriously impressive. Like I was, was watching at home. Him. I was like Dennis Hauger might be in trouble because this guy is actually seriously good. Like in, a, in an MP, how he was challenging so him. Good. One driver, one or two drivers I want to mention maybe is, um, nanini just because i was so surprised yes. i did not see nanini f3 star coming i did not i did not predict this and then he was just very good and I very know. fast he was but just a laughing
2: stock last year wasn't he, yes. he, was like, he was, good job the was worse because if not he would have been the letter of last year yes. we did have the letter oh my gosh when he just came out of the blocks and he was just up there and i was like oh my god like this is hwa like again not a car you expect to see up there and he's absolutely up there i i think we're all very impressed with nanini again he dips a little bit you know he's yeah, not really done too much recently. Have a great
1: weekend in austria
2: yeah yeah i mean i can't really remember seeing him but he's shown his mark and i understand obviously i know he went back to f2 but i don't know what he's doing now his plans i don't know who's going in for silverstone but he no, wanted to focus on f3 yeah. He, he doesn't His it's his mum, whether, whether she yeah. gets money or not. <laughs> um, yeah, The no, he is them really well, is not he? Really impressed.
1: And then the last one I want to talk about is Logan Sargent. Yes. Because he is driving in that charu, and I think then not came like second to last, last year when it came to teams? Probably. And he's there qualifying top 10s, competing for podiums, competing for points, doing okay. the most, Logan Sargent in that car. And again, just proving to everybody that it's a bit of a shame and a bit of a a travesty that he didn't get a better opportunity in Formula 2 this year. Because honestly, what happened to him in F3 last year, I mean, we all love Oscar, right? But I mean, he got so unlucky in that final race in Mugello to be crashed out. And I feel he's just really underlining with a big black pen why he is as good as he is, because he's comprehensively outperforming his teammates and he's literally single-handedly sort of competing in amongst the big boys this year. Yeah. Which Absolutely. I find really impressive.
2: He's so good. And he's proven, you know, as much as it's a spec series, the car's all the same. But obviously some teams, you know, do better just because of the dynamic and all the all the extra stuff. Yeah. But Charouss is in that team and he's showing that him himself is pulling that car up and he is the one that's doing that. And I think it's really impressive. It shows what type of driver he is. And it was very unfortunate that because of finances, yet again, we can't have a driver step up to where they should have stepped up to. But even that, he wasn't able to secure a top seat in F3. But I think he's showing that he doesn't need that. And as you said, I would even look at the Charouss and I would think, you're probably worse than an HWA. You're probably worse than an MP Motorsport car. But actually, he's dragging it. I, can't, I don't even think yeah. I can even think of where the other Charisers have been. He's been up there so consistently. And hopefully, this season, he will stick there and prove that he can deserve a shot up into F2 next year. Like, I don't care what he does this year. I think he should go up for next year. And he's really good because I was never, like, a Logan Sargent fan. Like, I think he was in Cardinal yeah. before. And I was like, oh, just, you know, yeah. Logan Sargent, whatever. But now, I'm a big fan.
1: Yay, okay, that's good news. I'm I'm glad we were all stand uh Logan Sargent on this on this channel. So okay, disappointing drivers, Kira. Who has been disappointing to you so far?
2: David Schumacher.
1: Oh yes. Even though he did win, but oh
2: yeah. Well, sorry, David. I think <laughs> generally David has been the trident two, which is kind of letting down, I think. I don't know whether he's ahead of what he must he's got that win, so maybe he's ahead of Clem in the championship. I'm really not too sure. But I think if you look at the pace of the Tridents, you've got Duan, you've got Novelak, and then you've got Schumacher. And he's always kind of not where he should be. And as I said, I'm really back in Trident this year. And I just feel like he's not quite got and he's giving enough. Obviously, I think he's giving enough. But Ralph, uh, his dad, came out and said, we didn't pick the right team last year, but we felt we have picked the right team this year, which I absolutely believe. But he's kind of on the back foot, and I just need him to push forward a little bit more. Like, he's not quite there. He needs to get in them fights. And so when I see him going backwards in the timing sheets, I'm like, oh, my gosh, come on, David. Because he must have it. I know he's got the talent. He just needs to push forward. So for me, if I could, when I think of someone straight away, it's David Schumacher.
1: Yeah, agreed. And... For me, I'm gonna say another famous surname in, in motorsport, and it's yeah. Arthur. I think Arthur Leclerc has been quite disappointing. Yes, he got unlucky here and there, but he's just it doesn't have that consistency yet. I don't know, I don't know if it's a function of like the race weekends, also maybe the format, but like he oh, yeah. I feel has been dry he's just been driving in a way that's not working for him. Like, he's on the back foot too quickly. He struggled in qualifying. He's not qualifying as well as his teammates. And it's costing him. I mean, if you look at the standings, his teammates are first, fourth, and he's in twelfth.
2: Yeah. which, Mm -hmm.
1: Which isn't great. And I know he had that really storming drive in, I think, race two in Austria, where he made up, like, a bunch of positions to finish in the points. but. Then in the feature race, you take so many unnecessary risks where it just doesn't like take the short-term pain for the long-term gain. We like see how he's just sort of sitting there biding his time because he knows. He knows at some point he's going to get an opportunity that people in front are going to mess up or they're going to do something or they're going to have an accident and it's going to be easy for him, easy pickings. Where Arthur is like, if he doesn't get past right now, It's not acceptable. So like that crash that he had with with Martins and then with Novalak was so unnecessary because he was doing, he was finally running well in a feature race. And then he just ruined it for himself. So Arthur, just calm down. down.
0: Calm Mm -hmm. down. You're
1: in a prima. Your car is fast. You don't need to make five overtakes every lap. Like, you're going to probably get close to the front anyway just by driving Mm -hmm. your car. So yeah.
2: I feel like his qualifying's not been good as well, and I think that's yeah. what we've seen. It, well, I know he's had issues in qualifying sometimes, but I think it's put him on the back foot if he doesn't. As, as we've said, as we said at the start of this with the race format, it's what's you know it's putting you on the back foot when you don't qualify well because then it affects race one, race two, race three. And I think that that's something that he obviously he's, he's had some bad luck. He definitely has had some bad luck. Yeah. So I really hope he gets a run of good luck so we can really see how he performs because he's a big. It's not a big step to go up from um, Frecker to. F3, because it is the ladder up, but when you've got drivers like Halga who's got that experience within F3, it really does show, and um, I just hope Arthur can pick himself up, because I want to see him do well, I want to see him up there.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Maybe before we move on, one last thing, I don't know if you've noticed this, but is it just me, or is Prema struggling more like in qualifying this year compared to previous years? Like, I feel the pack is closed up.
2: Yes. Yeah. I think over, one I lab, think over one lap,
1: over one lap especially, like in the races you can see that Premo's are just like that little bit quicker than the rest, more mm-hmm. often than not, because they're always like, you can see them starting like P12 or P11, and like they're always making up positions until they're like fourth, fifth, sometimes on yeah. the podium. So it's interesting this year, because I mean the Premo has been so dominant since we got the new um F3 chassis a couple of years ago, so it's good. I, th- I really like the fact that we're seeing more teams sort of being competitive and qualifying. We have the Tridents, we have the ARTs, we have obviously the Premers, Logan Sargent in there, the MPs with Martin and Kaya Colette, like they're all in there fighting for Paul. And I think that's, that's what we want to see, right?
2: Mm, absolutely. And I think we kind of saw it in um, F2 qualifying last year, I want to say, I feel like we, it is qualifying where we do get more of a mix. And again, I, I it is a, it's a one lap at the end of the day. And especially when you're in a spec series, you are going to be closer. But th- definitely, I think this year has been a lot closer. And I like that. You know, I don't want to know that there's going to be Dennis Helga on pole every week. I want to make sure that it's going to be a mix up. And these drivers are strong. They're fast. They're all fighting for the same thing. So I'm very glad that it's mixed up. Yeah, love it.
1: All right. Okay. Last two things we want to talk about, Kira. Firstly, which F3 weekend has been your favorite so far?
2: Where have we gone? Spain, Spain,
1: Spain, and then we had France, and Uh, now Austria.
2: I've really liked. I liked France a lot because I loved the Victor Martins pushing, and that was really great. Uh, I can't remember Spain. (laughs) Sorry. I want to remember, I will say it's good. I can't quite remember, but I don't think it was Spain. Spain's never that great, is it? Uh, But I think Austria was really good as well. France and Austria, I think, because they were quite close to each other as well, I felt like they bounced off of each other really well. That's what we like. You know, we had a weak gap in between where we did the first Styrian race. And I love that gap. So that's why I think they bounce off each other quite nicely. So, again, I'm not giving you a straight answer. I'm going to say, I don't know if to say France or Austria. Oh, I don't know. Maybe both. i would just say both.
1: Okay, both is fine. I'm gonna say Austria just because I thought the racing was mental. Like all three races were yeah. crazy. G- uh-huh. Good racing, lots of action, up and down the field, many incidents. I just I loved Austria. That whole I was gripped the whole way through. I so love being around Austria.
2: Austria. Like Feel series, especially a three actually around Austria. I'm just yeah. obsessed with it. Don't know what it, it is. I it think is it's just a, such a nice
1: track, I think, for yeah for Yes and I mean the DRS trains I don't like that much but I still think it makes it interesting.
2: We can get over that.
1: We can get over it, we can forgive it. Okay Kira, controversial prediction for the rest of the F3 season. What are you
2: thinking? I really want to say this. Okay I don't think gonna, I don't know if it's gonna happen. I feel like we've seen Ollie Caldwell struggle a lot. And yeah. we don't know whether Archer Declare is gonna bring himself up or not. And I'm hoping David Schumacher picks himself up and I know that Clement Novelak is going to pick himself up when he stops getting punted off. So yeah. <laughs> I am gonna say that Trident are going to outperform Prema. I don't know whether that means in the drivers, whether that means in the constructors. I feel like if you were to look at their three drivers, I think they've got a really competitive package. And I feel like if they get it together, they can score more. Then Prema, but Dennis Algar's on such a form, I, he will just single-handedly hold it for Prema. But I'm just gonna stick with it. I'm gonna say try that. They're gonna come out on top.
1: That's a really, really interesting prediction. I like that. Um, my prediction is we're gonna see a three-horse race for the mm. title, and it's gonna be between it's gonna be between three drivers from three different teams. It's gonna be Dennis versus Fred versus Victor Martins. It's going to be those those three competing for the F3 title and it's going to go down to the last race and it's going to be insane like I think the tridents are going to take points off each other if if you understand what I'm saying
0: Mm -hmm. yeah like
1: I feel Dennis and Victor and Fred are like the standout drivers in their team
0: yeah
1: where I think like with the tridents between um Clemon and Jack it's quite close so I think it's going to fluctuate between the two of them so that's why that's my that's my (laughs) I like that yeah, so I mean we're probably going to have to watch this watch this back at the end of the year and like laugh at how wrong we were, but and, I
2: don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do we even know about Feeder Series? Not that much. We got nothing. Why exactly.
2: nothing.
1: All right, well, well Kira I mean, we've now comprehensively covered both F2 and F3, so I think that brings us to the end of this episode, so thank you so very much for taking the time to come chat Feeder Series with me. I love the fact that I have a uh, a kindred spirit, a partner mm-hmm. in crime. When it comes to when it comes to feeder series, it's always so fun to listen to you and to chat to you. So yeah, thank you so much for joining.
2: Absolutely, my pleasure. I love coming here, chatting all things feeder series because everyone else doesn't know anything about it. So you're my only. We friend. need to
1: educate. The, we need to educate the masses. So we we're try. actually performing a public service. I yes. Think. So if anyone pleasure. wants to come and
2: join, this is the start. You know, we will mm-hmm. be teaching you. We're going forward, and we will make sure yeah. everybody is soon a feeder series fanatic.
1: That is the plan. All right, everybody, you heard it here first. You're going to become a Field Serious fanatic. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching. Thank you so much again to Kira. We'll be back very soon with another episode. Bye,
0: everyone. Bye.